following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. we go barflies welcome to the barfly tailgate show you already know it's done by barflies for barflies and all the other bears fans out there good morning gentlemen it's so nice to see all your faces kb for a second there i don't know uh, i'm not sure what's going on but uh i'll bring him back in whenever his camera pops up until then we'll hit these intros what's going on across the pond my man c-dub what's going on chris how you doing this morning I'm doing great, fellas. It's great to see you. It's great to see Jordan for the first time this season. I hope you, you do well, mate, and I'm glad you come on the show. So, uh, yeah, uh, a bit of a funny game to watch last night. I don't know what we had got many. What can we talk about? But uh, I'm sure we'll bring up some subject matters for you guys in the chat. So, uh, yeah, always great to spend my Sunday afternoons with you, boys. Absolutely. And Jordan, man, a lot of the guys you were shouting out in the draft are showing out in preseason. I mean, I don't want to, you can't wear a hat because that head's a little big, I'm assuming. So, you know, (laughs) how you doing this morning though, brother? What's going on out West? Good morning, fellas. I appreciate it. I got a, I got a joke for Chris here because I feel like I'm, I'm across the pot. I'm living in in Leeds, England because it's, we got Hurricane uh, Hillary coming over here. So I apologize. (laughs) But I've got gloomy skies, rain pouring, wind blowing. So, um, you know, we're trying to make it work, but yeah, head. I wouldn't say head's too big, but it's funny. AC, you know, everybody loves Roshan now, right? Everybody's a Roshan Johnson fan. All of a sudden, all of a sudden. Well, not just ours, you know, DTR showing out for Cleveland yeah. as well as Dewan Jones. I mean, if anyone's watching other teams, uh, I know we don't cover the whole NFL. I got to try and keep this show bear centric, but Joe, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback number one, interception <laughs> yesterday. I mean, has an interception before Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. As an interception before Devon Witherspoon finds his way to the ball. Like, Tyreek Stevenson, we'll get into it, but Tyreek Stevenson should have had one yesterday. Yeah, well, uh, my man KB, what's good, brother? How, good morning up there in uh, Indiana. You was living, did you, uh, were you able to go to the game yesterday? I know you were talking about. Oh, man. So, uh, I, I had to work. So, I was at work this yesterday, man. Uh, didn't, didn't get to make it. Didn't get to make it. So, yeah. I did. I did like everybody else, man. I sat there and I watched it at the house. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know about you guys, but I had to watch it on NFL Network, and they had uh, the Colts broadcast on, and oh my yeah. goodness, it was it was almost mind numbing to listen to them. We 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 us us us. They brought Jim Ursay in for an entire quarter, and man, that dude is. Oh, I just can't listen to him talk. Like mm. they deal with that with every home game because I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> George McCaskey taking up a whole quarter of the Bears pod, uh, of a Bears game just talking about how great he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you, didn't, uh, you didn't like Dayless Jones, the uh, the Bears defensive player, Dayless. Man, Jones. that's I, I like as soon as they popped it because I I was at my son's game. I'm not gonna lie, so I recorded it and watched it. I stayed off Twitter, so I didn't have any spoilers. Uh, but I popped it up when I got home from the ball game, and yeah, he was like, "And here's your Bears defensive starters: and it's that quarterback, running back. What? Yeah, Dayless Jones is what they put on." It. I was like, oh, I guess it's preseason for them too. But man, that was that was rough. <laughs> no, that was that was horrible. That was horrible. But uh, I mean, I don't know where else we can start other than we may have a quarterback controversy on our hands. I, I mean, that kid. Tyler Bajan threw – I didn't realize this until last week when I watched him. He threw uh, a, a college record for touchdowns, passing, I think, Case Keenum's record. And, I mean, the kid looks good. He's he's quick. I, I'm not saying he's taking over Justin's job by no means. But behind him, I mean, PJ's looked a little shaky. Nathan Peterman did a couple of decent things last night, but I think that was because – Bajan's putting the pressure on him to try and make this roster. Uh, Chris, you talked to me a little bit before the show started. What do you think about this kid, Bajan, man? I mean, even the chat, that's what they wanted to talk about. I saw him in the chat before we even started. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm really excited about the guy, man. I mean, for me, he's, he, to me the, 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 sort, the sort of question you ask yourself is, if you want to put him at number two, he's got no NFL experience. Uh, are you sort of that willing to sort of bet on how good he could be? Like, you know, like the 49ers got lucky with Purdy. Uh, I think that's the sort of question the coaches are asking themselves because obviously AJ, AJ Walker's got a lot of experience, but I mean, he has looked pretty lousy, man, through the games. Uh, and Peterman's never, ever done it for me. It's just way inconsistent. But I always say that he's a, a great character guy in the quarterback room and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just like the guy. He just seems to get himself in a rhythm really quick. And I like to tell you, he sort of plays his passes where the ball runner can run onto the ball to catch it. And he just seems to see you phase. And I know that he played at a really low-level college compared to a lot of players. But he played for, like, four years straight. And I know, you know, and when you think about it, some of the top quarterbacks who get drafted in the first round play like one season as a starter. So the guy's got experience. So, I mean, as I think as a, it's just that, do you want the experience back up or are you willing to sort of trust this guy, you know, as, as a true number two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. You still want a little of experience, but I mean, at what cost? I, I know there's a new rule. They kept talking about it on the broadcast last night about a, a third quarterback to dress for each game. I'm not sure all the rules and regulations behind that of how that counts toward the uh, amount of guys you can dress on Sundays or or, or what. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I, th I think he's definitely looked good enough to earn a roster spot. And you talk about guys that has to clear waivers to try and make your practice squad. I don't know if that's happening with that kid. I mean, with what he's shown just in mm. these two weeks. Um, 
Now he's got to continue showing that, I guess, and and put stacking good practices as Eberflus likes to say, and and stuff like that. But uh, Jordan, what do you think about the kid, Bajan? Uh, very impressive, very very impressive. I, I mean, the reality too, AC, is what you're talking about. Is I mean, we always have every year. There's those players that go, oh man, if if you wave him, he'll never make it back to the team. But there's always those guys that do. But uh, it's a little different when you talk about a quarterback. I mean, right. the reality is everybody's looking for one. And I, I mean, God, as you said, as a Bears fan, can you even think of one time that they've had that quarterback that they took late or that they developed, and then you they were able to flip them for a pick? It just doesn't happen. So I mean, I'm not. We see it. We see it a little further north a few times, but not not really. Yeah, <laughs> and, and to be clear, like that's a long way away. And it, I, I, all the Bears fans are ready to to put the the, the king crown on Tyson Bagent and call him the next greatest thing. And it's not even that. But I think perspective is important. And the reality is, you've seen and look, I like PJ Walker. Like I, I actually still think he probably makes the team. I think it's a necessary to have a guy like him because whether you like it or not, he's. I, I know he's looked awful, but. He's had NFL experience. He lit up the XFL, uh, you know, and I, I understand Tyson Bajan was excellent at Shepard D2. Well, call XFL the D2 level. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's the reality is you have these situations where P.J. Walkers look good, but this preseason he's looked so awful that when you have somebody like Tyson Bajan come in who just operates the offense in an efficient manner so that when you go from bad to average, it looks so dramatically different. That is why you're getting the response of people going QB two. This guy's got to take everybody's job. And but I mean, and we can certainly get into a little more. But I, I'll give you the very quick because I was intrigued, and that was the best part of the game yesterday. If we're being real honest, the whole right. game was an entire snooze fest yeah. outside, of the, <laughs> outside of the Dyson Bajan uh, time. So bad, bad parts about Tyson Bajan from yesterday. He took a sack that he didn't need to. The flat was open, but he was trying to climb the pocket. So I mean. You know, these things happen. He missed a ball that he should have put a little more velocity on. I believe it was on a on an out route, and the, D, and the linebacker, the DB, swatted it away. And then outside of that, the only other thing he didn't do is he didn't throw the ball deep. But I will go back to the sack a little bit because on that drive, it was like 40 seconds left. He hits the running back to pick up second and manageable, Drops back on second down, takes the sack when he should have just kept the drive on pace because that's the whole thing is what looked great about him is it was just clean operation. Mm-hmm. And then after the sack, as much as that's like a damn it, what are you doing, kid? The next play he comes up and instead of just getting rattled or just checking it down Kirk Cousins style end of the end of the season in the playoffs where what are you doing? You need to go for the sticks. He does deliver a strike on a dig route to, I believe, Darius Fountain. And it's like uh, six inches short, about a foot short of getting that first down to continue the drive. And they ended up punting. But the reality is everything looked good. The touchdown play, the scramble for two yards was a mesh concept, which can be hard to read in the low red zone where you're sitting there talking about, I got to get through one to two to three to four quickly. He did have, I believe it was Roshan in the game. He had Roshan on the Mm -hmm. flat, which he could have hit for a touchdown. But at the end of the day, you'll take a touchdown wherever you can get it. So, Nice play by him to scramble in. I think that when you kind of look at the whole package, there's really not a lot wrong with his play yesterday. Yeah. What about you, KB? What did you think of Bajan? What did I think? Huh. Uh, I think it's about damn time the Bears got a young quarterback that uh, is finally getting a little shine on the roster. Uh, how, how many years have we said just <laughs> as fans, like, yo, we, we need somebody in the pipeline to – to pick up a damn offense 
because all these older vets, man, they that's not it, bro. That's that's rentals for a year. You need to get somebody in here that you can start grooming now. You can learn whatever system you're trying to teach that can eventually come up and back up whoever the starter is or shit, playing the pinch. Uh, yeah. Bajant looked ahead of his time in poise. Right. Uh, I, there, there's a crazy stat that's out there. Crazy stat. Crazy stat. My man's thrown over 2,000 college passing to like passes. Like that's that's legit. My man's done that shit. It's more than I think they said Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and another guy put together. Wow. Uh, that's incredible, right? Uh, I, I remember an old thing that I used to go by an old adage. It's not 100% true because nothing can be 100% ever. But if you're not going to draft somebody in the top rounds for talent, you start looking for productivity. That's why when we drafted Kashin Green back all the way in the damn day, I'm like, all right, man, look, he played at what Rutgers or whatever the fuck it was, but the dude led the the, the damn – you know what I'm saying? That that division, the fucking tackles or whatever the case was. Yeah, he didn't pan out. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't always work. It's not 100%, but you look for productivity. 2,000 passing yards is a lot, man. Yeah. I said passing yards, my bad. Uh, pass attempts. That is a lot. And just to see him operate, everything was pinpoint. Boom, boom, boom. Except like Jordan said on the one drive. But it was boom, here, boom, here, boom, here. I'm looking here to hear him break down that touchdown play where he was talking about the mesh concept and how he saw the opening was like, yeah, so I just, I just scrambled for it. Yeah. The, the kid looks poised and I'm excited about it, man. Uh, I did to me, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to probably stash him. That's in my, that's my thinking. Uh, but I want to see another game. I think he should have played more. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see him in that second half, come back out, but they, uh, went with Peterman instead. Um, yeah, man. I mean, everything you said, we are our, our former GM always talked about drafting quarterbacks every year just to have them on the roster, but he never did it. He just he said it and didn't do it. And Poles didn't use a draft pick on this kid, but he brings them in. And just like you said, KB, the productivity was there in college. Um, and, and, and he threw a lot of passes. He won the D2 version of their Heisman. Um, I mean, I mean, the kids. I mean, he's looked he's looked damn good, and um, if PJ Walker doesn't have a good outing this next, I don't remember what they paid him, but if he doesn't have a good outing, two million he's, guaranteed. Okay, so he's got two million guaranteed. I mean, for NFL teams, that's that's kind of chump change. So uh, uh, I didn't expect. Okay, he's got a. KB's got an issue he's dealing with right now, but uh, he'll be back. So a lot of guys in the chat are talking about um, Anthony Richardson being named the starter for the Colts. As I said, this isn't an NFL podcast, and I covered this. I don't want to plug my other podcast, but on the 12 Outs <laughs> podcast on Wednesday, we went over the South Divisions, and I went on an absolute tear about Anthony Richardson and the Colts. And Obviously, I'm a Will Levis fanboy, so some of it was part of that. But also, I didn't see anything in college for Anthony Richardson that I thought, other than he's very athletic. Like, But throwing the ball, I didn't see anything that would imply he would be great. And they've just handed him the reins. And a lot of guys were saying, you know, that was probably a mistake. And I heard Jim Irsay say last night, you know, even if we would have had the number one pick, we would have taken Richardson. I... Mm -hmm. I don't see it, dude. I, 
That's I do projection. not see it. It's his <laughs> – Jared Lorenzen said it best. In high school, you got to throw the ball and hit the door. In college, you got to throw the ball and hit the doorknob. In the NFL, you got to put it through the keyhole. And I never saw Anthony Richardson able to put it through the keyhole. He fought for time in his junior year against Emory Jones. Then he finally gets the starting job in his senior year, and they win six or seven games. And, I mean, we've seen guys in college have great careers and then go to the NFL and not be great. But I can never remember – a guy not being good in college and all of a sudden turning it on in the league. Yeah. And he's getting he's getting compared to Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton. Those are guys that were winning Heisman trophies in in college. And and, and this guy won seven games. Like and I know I know that we're not covering everything, but the the chat's talking about it. The chat swayed me this way. Um <laughs> hey, KB, KB hey. In the area, man. You're right. Hello. What is the what is the local feeling? The chat made him do it. <laughs> yeah, the chat made me do it. Oh, um, <laughs> so you know the you know what the funny thing is, man. I, like my area, not a lot of people are Indianapolis Colts fans, man. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of mixed bag out here. Uh, I got friends that this Detroit friends. Uh. Packers fans, shit, uh, Raiders fans. Like, I don't know if I got like. Well, I do know somebody that's a Colts fan. I do know somebody that's a Colts fan. And I'm gonna purpose it's my homeboy's wife. She looked at the pick and she was just like, "I don't, I don't understand it." Uh, and from my understanding, like, she's not really, you know, what I'm saying she's not into football per se, like how we are. She, you know, what I'm saying she, she kind of looks at things from a distance. But even she was just like. Nah, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why you take him. Yeah. So you got that, but you know, from the from the couple conversations I've had with other football fans that are out here, not per se Colts fans, uh, people have all kind of kind of said that he was a reach. Uh, he was going to be the uh, project quarterback of this draft, and that you know they were worried about my man being thrown into the fire early because the Colts didn't have a surefire vet that was in front of him that he can actually sit and learn from. And, you know what I'm saying, the the worst kind of thing came to pass, they just handed him a start job. Yeah. I, I get it. You need to play the game to, to learn the game. I get it. Not sitting, not sitting behind somebody that's not better than you in certain aspects doesn't really help. I understand all that. But... <laughs> My man has one starting year. Yeah. And how many times did he really throw the ball? Most he was, of He, he was and, really and relied on like for, for his athleticism. I hate to say it like this because we've been hearing it about Justin Fields now, but, like, most of his highlights in college were him running the ball. You don't see him. He played – he had really one really good game against Utah. And they started talking about Heisman after that. And then Kentucky went down there and stomped their ass. But after that, <laughs> you didn't see. I like. I just did. Jordan, enlighten me, please. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I, I I have taken this for the other angle. Uh, oh, I I don't know. I I probably would have taken C.J. Stroud first. I so hear me. Let me back up a bit. I have nothing wrong with Bryce Shuck. I like Bryce Shuck. I wouldn't have drafted him in the sixth round, more or less the first. Damn. 
It's only it's only because I just I just don't trust that that guy's gonna hold up for 17 games. And it's it's Ooh. look, it's not even that. It's look, I mean Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, Kyler Murray. I mean, I'm telling you, big, small, athletic. It doesn't matter that they all get hurt. And so I get it. He's looked good, and he I give him credit. He's been popped a few times, and he's gotten up. He did. Yeah, yeah I was watching. Time. I was watching Week One against the Jets. Yeah. Got- so <laughs> I, all the credit to the kid. I hope I have proven wrong like no other. But I just I couldn't because here's the thing: when you're a GM and you put a bet on a quarterback, you're done for the most part, unless you're Ryan Pace and you just are able to swindle George McCaskey for you know another pick at the at the quarterback position. If you're a GM and you draft a quarterback, that's who you're hitching your wagon to. Yeah, and I would not want to hitch my wagon to a guy that I'm not sure if he'll make it through seasons because of his size. Um, so that's my issue with Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud, I would have taken, but and C.J. Stroud's the ultimate dart thrower. He's got some athleticism that I don't think people realize, but he also played with the best, the best talent in probably the country. He had um, more talent on his college team than he has on on his pro team. I mean, right? God, you're talking. I mean, you had my offensive tackle one in Dewan Jones. You had the first tackle taken in the draft, Paris Johnson. You have Marvin Harrison Jr., Hall of Fame son. That's going to be probably top five pick next year. You got a Mecca Ibuka. Like it, it's it goes on and on and on. So I'm going to flip it the other way too. With like we can talk all day and night about you. And I see I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You love to sit here and. and give a pass to Will Levis because of all the talent that left Lexington. Mm-hmm. Who was Anthony Richardson playing with? I mean, he's playing with your guy, Alec Pierce. He's playing with... No, no, uh, in, in Florida. no he's talking about that Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he was playing... I'll tell you, because you really can't... He was playing with uh, Etienne, the younger brother of, of, of uh, Travis Etienne. And he's a younger kid, but I like him. But, you know, he's developing. He's playing with Osiris Torrance, the guard that went to the Bills in the second round. A guard that – I mean, it's a, it's one piece. It's a good piece. Right. But I don't think you could name me any, any of the other offensive linemen in Florida. And he was playing with Justin Shorter, who I liked, but was a six-round pick that went to the Bills. That's who – that is who Anthony Richardson was playing with at Florida. And so I'm going to take the bet, and this is where I'm – I'm not saying I – I probably would have gone C.J. Stroud. But if it was me holding the number one pick, we live in a league now where you have to have a guy with superpowers. You have to. And that's like when we talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is not like a super spectacular athlete, but I'll tell you, his superpower is his pocket presence. Uh You can have it in different ways. Like I'm not a huge believer that like Tua has a superpower, but if there's one, I think his release is really lightning quick and he's pretty accurate. It's not his injuries. No, that's a, so that's the thing. <laughs> when you talk about Anthony Richardson, he has all of the superpowers. Now, potential, they're not there yet. But you've not seen it. Ursay said it best. He is kind of one of one. You've never seen a quarterback. His size, his speed, his athleticism, his arm strength. Yeah, he has to work in things like accuracy, his footwork, his experience. You got Tyson Bajan taking 2,000 snaps passing. I, I don't even know how many Anthony Richardson has, but it's not even remotely that. So there's a lot of room to grow. But I would absolutely hitch my wagon to that idea of what can I get to with this guy? And it's all theory. I understand that. But let's not forget that before Matt Ryan fell off a cliff last year, everybody thought that the Colts were going to run through people. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved that signing when they did it. Yeah, 
And now you're putting the ultra athlete in there to drop bombs to Alec Pierce if they get Jonathan Taylor back, if Quentin Nelson's healthier. And it's not even about that. And I'll end with this. They have a head coach. That's a big who one. Who yes. knows how to work with this type of quarterback. And it's not even Jalen Hurts for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, it's Jalen Hurts because they know how to run the ball and they know how to, to coddle a quarterback that doesn't have the passing skill yet. So they're going to build a run game to help nurture Anthony Richardson along. He's worked with Justin Herbert, the yeah. only other guy that's like 6'6", has pretty good speed, has a rocket arm. Now, Justin Herbert was obviously had a lot more experience and was much more ready to go. But he's Shane Steichen comes from it with both angles. He's worked with the lab, the, the lab creations of quarterbacks like Herbert and Anthony Richardson. And he's worked with the quarterbacks that need a lot of work in the passing game like Jalen Hurts to get to where they need to go so that he builds a run game around them. I – I, like I said, I would be – I'll take all the crow if it doesn't work out. Yeah. But you can find a, a firm Anthony Richardson supporter in me. I was going to say, man, I'm I'm, I'm 100%. I, I hope the kid pans out the, 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 from what you're saying. My man, my man is Thanos, okay? that That is how he's built. He's got all the power stones except passing. That's it. He has all the intangibles that you would want to see in but a I player, mean, man. There was yeah, another Florida quarterback who dominated in college. I love that Florida quarterback. National championships. When he got to the league, he had to be able to make a pass, and a lot of times he couldn't. I love that Florida quarterback. I love that Florida Florida quarterback, and they never let him play. They, when they did let him play, they just had excuses for why he was winning ball games. I, you tell me, I don't know, but right. and I promise, C Dub, I'm going to get to you, Chris. Let me just one last that thing. So there's, there's two play. I mean, because he didn't play last. Yes, and that was a whole. I don't like. Starters not playing. He should have played yesterday. He should have played. In the Buffalo game, he had the ugly interception, absolutely too much mustard on it. That's that's the inexperience he'll learn from it. I mean, there was I actually kind of broke it down. It was an RPO where the receiver cut the route short and he ended up throwing where the route should have been. But again, you know, there's fault on both sides. That's the low point. That's like, ah shit, this is what happens when you get the guy without experience and mm. But when he doesn't, because again, we're saying, well, he's not there yet. He's just got projection. We don't really know what's happened. Yeah, and that projection, did you see the ball to Alec Pierce dropped in a bucket from like 40 yeah, yards out? Yeah, and Alec Pierce yeah. shit the bed on it. Alec Pierce should have grabbed that and pulled it in. It was a perfect ball. This is the guy that's only played one year and had seven wins. And yeah, yeah, but like that's why, that's the league you live in. I will take that guy that can do that just messing around in his first preseason game than the guy like Atua or other players that we're just trying to dink and dunk our way down the field. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was I'm, a good breakdown, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, the only sort of thing I can really add is like it's a sort of that could be the Justine Field effect from last year. That's maybe why the scene saw similar qualities, like it's being said, with, with the, him and Justin Fields. Um, but I think that's just how the quarterback's going anyway, because they're asking the quarterback to do a lot more running these days. It's not, you know, we're not going, we're not in the days of Joe Namath and, you know, Joe Montana, where we just stood there and, and, and you know, and dropped back passes. Uh, I think it's just a part of the trend of the NFL for the quarterbacks. Right? I think, you know, they're about to be a, 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 an athlete, you know, it's just as important as the passing. It seems to be at this moment in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that's all true. Thank you for that breakdown, Jordan. Um, I, I mean, we'll yeah, I'm not saying I'm right for what it's worth. I'm not telling. I you mean, right. it, we're all going to have to wait and see. Everybody, Jim Irsay included. Now, when they had him on the broadcast, they said, 
you drafted Peyton Manning first overall, then you drafted yeah, this is very different overall, and this is your new guy. And I was just like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know you're a Colts broadcast, you have to um sway it towards <laughs> fans. They were they were awful. But I mean to be fair, every yeah. every preseason now I will say though, here's to be for what it's worth, is it Tom Thayer that does it? Like Tom Thayer actually I guess lunch Tom, with Larry. <laughs> yeah, Tom Thayer's worst Larry. part. Tom Thayer's worst part is that he doesn't know half the team. That's actually his worst problem. Like he'll be calling like 52, some other player that's not Terrell Lewis. And that's its own issue. But I actually think Bears, the Bears preseason broadcasters don't do nearly as bad as the others. Like whether you're oh, watching no. you're watching the Eagles where it's Ross Tucker and Ross is just, oh, Nolan Smith is just the best guy. You just got Jalen Carter and oh, the Kobe G to like, oh, my God, this is the Eagles are just so good. And, oh, Pearson and it's like, shut up, dude. Like, I because I don't even mind you pumping the team that's paying you. But also, you got DTR making plays on the other side. Can we talk about him? I see Marcus Mariota looking awful. And he's like, well, you know, Marcus just kind of missed that ball. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let's that's be a, That's an eight-year pro. He needs to hit yeah. that. Yeah, uh-huh. So, I mean, the Colts one is no exception. It was awful yesterday. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, and everybody has their different things. Like I said, Bayer just doesn't, doesn't seem to know some of the players. That's I get it. It's hard when there's 90 of them. Yeah, hey, man, but the, of, the, the Bears broadcast is throw your ass under the bus quick as shit. You, I can't believe he missed that tackle. You, yeah. you they've been practicing this all week. The Colts <laughs> one that shocked me though is like, yeah, they had the Ursa's a Ursa's a character in his own, but I just was, <laughs> yeah. I was shocked to just see the lack of polish on, like I said, the graphics when you're seeing like Bears defense and it's showing offense and they retracted it and put the right one up and they they called uh. Was it Sims or Webster that caught a ball? And they were talking about him like he was Valus Jones. They were like, "Oh yeah, Valus Jones had a good camp." And I'm like, "Valus Jones is not in the game. What are you? What are you? What are you right. talking about?" Yeah. So, I mean, these things happen. Yeah, and, and it's probably difficult for them if they're cult centric. To, I mean, I would assume they have a roster to look at, so you can match the number with the name. But you never know. Like, I, I don't know. Those, uh, like. My son's game last night, uh, the middle school, um, there's one kid, I mean, he's my size, out there playing B-tackle in center for us. Um, and and the commentator only knows his name is Parker because that's his first name, and he hears the fans cheering for him. <laughs> so it would be like, that's Parker on the tackle? And I'm like, I know he's got a roster up there. He's got to, man. But anyway. Uh, what position does Scotty play? I got to know. Scotty, um, he is having trouble finding the field. He's uh, really too small to be on the D-line, but he's not fast enough to be a DB, and the linebackers are kind of set in stone. He has played some D-tackle, and Parker's, like I said, about my size. He gets washed out. You know, Scotty's not that – I mean, he's, he's learning, you know, but – I'm just like Scott. He's like, a fullback. I, I'll have to work with him in the off season of how to get because I was like, you're not going to beat him with size, so we got to work on speed and strength. And I was like, the best defensive tackle in the NFL, six one, you know. So it's not like you have to be a Vince Wilfork to win at the defensive line. You know what I mean? But uh, you guys, that's you guys run, you guys run twenty two personnel. Like put him in. Full, I, I, I'm not even joking. I, I played fullback. Like I like fullback. Fullback is the position where you're like, I don't really know what this kid plays. Uh, just stick him there. Put him at fullback. Well, I mean, I'm not the coach, but 
Um, when I, I go out there and watch him practice every day, and Scotty don't really like getting hit, but oh, <laughs> so I, I was different than that. I was begging for that's why I played linebacker. I was begging, I needed to get hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Scotty, like, I was watching him one day, and he actually got through the line, they put him at defensive tackle, he got through the line, and then he just kind of got blindsided by a block, and he just kind of laid there. And I was like, Scotty, how are you gonna get on the field if you're just laying there? They're not gonna put you on the field. Scotty <laughs> came through the line. He said, "Up, oh, I did enough. God damn it, that's Maybe it." I, I, know you're not syndrome. I don't know what the issue is, but uh, I know you're not the coach, and I, I get it. If the kid doesn't like contact, he doesn't like contact. But if you can find a way, see if he'll play some fullback. See if you can yeah. maybe get the coach's ear. At least that way, he knows who he's blocking. He sees everything that's coming for him. He's leading up the hole. Yeah. So there's no blind side. There's none of that. And you don't have to be a super athlete. You can get some shine. You catch a ball every here and there. Get a couple yards. You're making key blocks. You don't. You don't have to be super athletic. You don't have to be super big. You just got to move decently. It's yeah. it's a good starting position. Hey man, we trying to we trying to build Scotty into Mike Allstott. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we, he got a Hall of Fame trajectory right now. He, but mean, right now, he just said, "Look, baby, I ain't trying to be hit." God damn it! Well, sure, I, mean, I don't know sure, if you guys are friends with me on. I don't know if you guys are friends with me on Facebook, but uh, yeah. my wife put up a picture this week of Scotty last year at his first pictures from football and mm-hmm. this year and his body change has been ridiculous. Like this kid he's putting it, he's might not be getting on the field for playing time, but he has been putting in the work. He works his ass off in practice. And I'm like, I mean, that's all you can do, man. The coaches right. will that eventually when you get back there and start making tackles and beating some of these kids, man, that's how you get on the field. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh I mean, I'm proud Cornelius, of Cornelius asking here about uh, Burns, the fullback. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm obviously just being facetious, Cornelius, but no, we don't keep we don't keep fullbacks that play running back that fumble the ball away to uh, to give to give the first loss of the Eberflus preseason era. Don't we don't do that? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> we were on a roll, man. We were trying to get to that Ravens level where we just went all the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I will say this about Burns, man. We. I get it. My man does need to hold on to the ball, but he he had a couple plays where he got a pop. Like, he he moves. I give him that. But gotta do better, man. Gotta that was the problem with yesterday's game, and like I'd love to see that like, what you thought of it because I, I know we all enjoy Bears football, but I'm just like, what a what are we doing here? Like Nathan Peterman, you know that guy. What is he really? And why does he get to play the whole half? Where's more Bayesian yeah. time? Like, why don't you see what you have here? You know what Peterman is. You know what he is. So Bobby. Sorry, Jordan. I think what's happened is that they had such a day. I think the Bears had a really, really successful camp for the Colts. And I think they just felt like well, we've we've got enough out of these these joint practices with, with starters. Because I think Justin feels like I'm sure he threw eight touchdown passes in one day. And I think the, the offense scored 12. So the coaches are probably thinking, we've seen enough. But I, I was very much like you, Jordan. I mean, I would have sat there yesterday just going... I just, uh, I, you know, it was just like, like the, the game last week, it sort of had a bit of a story to it and a flow, but I think because they had so many backups in all the time, it never really flowed, flowed as a game just to watch as a, a spectacle itself. But, um, yeah, so that's sort of how I got is like the thought, look, we, we had a really good practice week. We don't want to risk it. I mean, do you think Justin Fields will, will come out for the last game? Like maybe a drive or do you think that'll be until week one? If if you're asking if he should, yes, absolutely. Mm, yeah, uh, if if we're gonna go by next week's projections, 
the first team, everybody should at least do a quarter. I'm I'm not on the fence of saying that no, none of them should play. That's bullshit. Let them start to get warm now, get get a game feel, uh, get out there for a quarter. But that being said, I still think they just should have played more than a quarter. Or not shit. He didn't it don't even feel like he played a quarter. Uh <laughs> no, I don't think he, should, he, he definitely should have played fucking more. Uh I man, we'll we'll speak on the we'll speak on the on the on the on the next week shit, man. But well, I mean I think I, I will say I'll jump in and just quickly say I think that to your question, Chris, I think that they will probably play the starters. It makes sense. I think that you also want to have an opportunity for those players to have a good week before it's official and, hey, we're going and mm-hmm. there's some good feels, there's some confidence built that we know how the squad is, we're all playing together. You want to get – Nate Davis is back, so you want to get some time with that offensive should, line fully yeah. established in front. So I think there's enough reason to say that they'll play. To me, I think it should to, – to KB's point, I think it should be – and I thought it should have been this way the whole season, the whole preseason. I would do this every preseason. I think your starters play, should play a quarter every single game. Yeah, and I, I understand there's injury risk and everything, but it's a quarter. And, again, quarters – I mean, we saw it yesterday. I think C.J. Stroud played quite a bit yesterday. And, I mean, absolutely, it was D'Amico forcing him to say, we need more time and productivity out of the rookie. But it also was like, well, the Dolphins were ended up eating clock and – it became a situation where if you had just played Stroud for like a quarter, he would have got like one drive. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're playing the starters for a quarter, that sometimes can happen. And if it's, hey, it's a quarter and Fields played a drive, then Fields played a drive. And if it's it's a quarter and the defense turned over two turn two got two turnovers and Fields played three drives, I don't care. Just make it a quarter as the standard, and he'll play yeah. the quarter. And I, yeah. I mean, I just that's what that was my question to Chris. That's what the, to you all is in general is. That's where I was frustrated yesterday, and I'm not a coach. I get it. I don't know anything about roster management, but the whole time I'm just sitting there, and I do want to be cognizant of the fact that preseason is all about getting the guys at the bottom of the roster opportunities to see who's worth making the team. And I'm not trying to take that away. That's a Burns. That's a Fountain. That's a uh, Isaiah Ford. That's all these guys. Yeah, Travis Bell, the whole deal. But I'm sitting here like, what are you getting from playing Peterman two quarters? Why not? I mean, I, I'm, it's not even just Bajan. If PJ Walker is not playing well, why isn't he playing? Yes, well, yeah, well, him, force him into good habit. Like, hey, look, it's not working out. I get it, and I can't have you throw six interceptions. We don't want that happening. But I'm not going to treat you like all's good if you're not playing well. You need to go out there and put some good tape out there. Yeah. And if that's hey, look, uh, everybody's going to get a quarter. It's you know, and uh, not Fields even. It's just it's PJ Walker gets a quarter, Bajent gets a quarter, Peterman gets a quarter, and then at the end we're going to figure out okay, who do who do we need more from? Right. Was it, was it Peterman that needs a little more? Actually, Bajent was looking pretty interesting. Let's pop him in for the last. Like, do more of that. Why is it that did Tristan ever Ebner play yesterday? I don't think he played. Uh, he did. Not that I say. Why is Burns getting all the carries and not Ebner? Like. That's what I'm saying is there's a lot of – you want to talk about playing bottom-of-the-roster people, and I didn't feel like we saw every single bottom-of-the-roster. I don't I, – maybe Kendall Williamson was playing. I don't recall. I didn't oh. see a lot of Elijah Hicks yesterday. Um, where was Kendall Vildor? Where was Josh Blackwell? Uh, oh. I saw Jalen Jones. Like, I seen, I seen Kendall Vildor make a tackle. I, I seen okay. that. I seen that. somebody's saying like ebner's dinged up but this is my point that i'm just using ebner as an example but right there was quite a few players where's i I, know like i said i i'd have to watch the whole game again but 
I didn't. I don't remember seeing a lot of Jared Pinkney out there. I don't remember seeing yeah. who's the kid that's wearing um, forty-seven. Um, that's Pinkney, from, I, I believe. No, he's from LSU. It's something. Oh, Becker. oh Beckersville. Beckersville. Yeah, that kid has been mm. playing well this preseason. Like he is. You talk about guys that are pushing for the bottom of the roster. I would, I'd like to see him. I mean, at the very least, you put him on special teams. He's making tackles. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's been playing for really well for his job. Um, um, did Walker play? Yeah, he did actually. Um, okay. I, I only know because he got a singular tackle at the end of the game. He's number forty-six. Okay. I'll and that's even that's a little hard because I'm like, I know he got picked up a couple days ago, so. What does he know when you're just kind of throwing him in there to, to try and play? But yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not at all trying to seriously critique the Bears coaching staff and the way that they're deploying the roster, but it just felt like I we get know it. what Peterman is. We, yeah, I know you had know a good week of practice about. in Indy. I get it. But this game has to be used for something. And it's not just Burns work at fullback, Peterman eval at quarterback. And and I get it. You can't sit here and tell everybody, because let's just let's play. Let's play it the positive way. We didn't play Bajan because we knew he's a star and we know he's making the roster. So really it's about it's about Peter Mitch showing, you know, what is he gonna do to keep the, maybe. 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 If, if that's the case, he showed he showed more to what we've seen out of fucking PJ Walker. And yeah. the sad part is mm-hmm. I was on board with the PJ Walker signing. Yeah. If the way mm-hmm. it's looked so far, then word out of camp, it's Fields, Bajan, and fucking Peterman. That's who it, that's how it should go. My this this is my take on on this this whole game yesterday because I felt kind of how like how you feel Jordan. It was a lot of people that were missing that I felt should have been playing. Uh, I know they got some of the rookies in. I understand Valus is probably dinged up from my understanding of things because he hadn't practiced. Uh, Evan, well, I like seeing Pettis return the punts instead of yeah. Him. yeah. I was gonna say Pettis was out there uh, returning punts. Was Tyler Scott but, out there? Like that was one. No, thinking. Tyler Scott didn't play. No. He was sitting on the side. I mean the kid, and I, I I like Tyler Scott. I don't have anything, but but from my understanding, kid kid fumbled the ball. Kids had some drop issues. Maybe you're looking for a punt returner that's not available. Why is the kid not playing? I mean that's what I'm saying. It's just little things where what's going on. We have on? to look at the injury report, and that's another big question. I mean, good luck. They don't tell you any injuries because right. This, I know, mean Tremaine Edmonds. I don't think has practiced <laughs> since the work, first week of practice. Uh, yeah, and I know not, he not seen him until the week one, bro. That's all that is. That's starting to worry me, though. I mean, like, they're not telling us anything. Like, that's a big key to this defense. They say he's doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. I don't know, man. There's a difference, and I'm sure your cousin could tell you. All of us, we all played, so we could tell you. There's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. And uh, I think Nagy used to say getting these guys callous through the preseason, and and that's a big thing, like – we got to see these guys. I mean, I, I hated to cut you off there, KB. I know you were going good. on. You had a point. But, I mean, we're not seeing these guys, and we don't know who's hurt, who's not hurt, how hurt are they. Uh, why aren't we seeing them? We don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the starters should play some this in this last preseason game. You get a week off after that before you mm-hmm. start the season. Um, I think that the joint practices had a lot to do with who played and who didn't play because they said Justin looked really good out there. He looked sharp. He was hitting his guys. So they just didn't feel the need to put him in harm's way for uh, the same thing they were seeing in these joint practices, I'm assuming. Um, But, 
yeah, I think the starters should at least play a quarter. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it used to be those four preseason games. The third one was the dress rehearsal. That's the one where they play a half. But that's it, kind of an old way of thinking now. No one really does that. It, that, that and that's, that's, a, that's a point I want to kind of make, too. This game kind of felt like the fourth preseason game. You yeah. get a bunch of players at the bottom of the roster that are getting a lot of field time. All right. Understandable. At some point, they got to get on the field. So that makes you wonder, all right, so is the third game going to be the dress rehearsal? Is that what we're going to see maybe the quarter or the half or whatever the case may be from the starters? Maybe that's the case. Like you said, the Colts practice, this week of practice really did account for a lot. They did a lot. They beat each other to hell. You even heard Fields was getting hit in fucking practice. Nice. So uh, you you know that this this joint practice did a lot towards that. Yeah, I can understand sitting a couple of the starters. I, you've seen enough this week. I'll let that ride. We had the joint practices. But I'm, I'm just hung up on this feeling right now of listening to Peterman throwing passes for a whole half. I'm and you're still evaluating your backup quarterbacks. To me, there's still no reason that you sit there and say that PJ Walker didn't play more than what he did. There sure as hell ain't no reason why you're saying Tyson Bajan didn't play more because what that looks like now is you're saying that those two dudes already got a secure fucking spot. And if I swear to I, I'm telling you now, I guarantee you folks will fucking riot if Tyson Bajan is cut. And then you sit there and be like, but they've been treating, they've been lifting this kid up like he was going to be the number two quarterback. Yeah. I guarantee it. People are going to freak the fuck out because why, why did y'all do it in the first place? He should have played more. Hmm. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, well, KB is that when it comes to Peterman as well, it's not like we don't know what he's about. It's not like he's a rookie. He's been in the years. He's been in the league for quite a few years. Oh, yeah. And his play's never improved. He's always looked completely shocking. So, um, I would have kept PJ Walker on for like maybe another quarter. If you were struggling, then keep him out there and see if he can, you know, he has a chance to improve. Because we all know what it's like when you're only in a game for like maybe a couple of series. Sometimes it takes you a series just to get your head into it. He, he's our, he's the backup quarterback, bro. Like, I don't understand it. There's a, and he's not been playing good. Why is he playing? And this is where I'm at with you, KB. Like, you don't have the backup spot figured out. You can tell me you do. And maybe – here's, Because here's the thing. None of us are at training camp. I get it. But you have to trust the people that are at training camp. And, I mean, right. whoever you select. But, I and I mean, if you've heard any positive about it, let me know. But every person that I, I've heard go to camp, professionals and otherwise, have said P.J. Walker doesn't look good. So if he's not looking good in camp – and he's not looking good in the games, how can you possibly tell a lie to the people and say, I know that our backup quarterback job is solidified. And then everybody sees it in game time, and it's also not very good. So to me, to Chris's point, you know what Peterman is. You probably even know what Walker is. And I would hope and pray this never happens. I'll, I'll bang on some wood on this table. But Justin Fields could have an injury three plays into the Green Bay game. And then who, what's your backup? What are you doing? What are you, like, is it PJ Walker? I guess, but that guy hasn't had a lot of good play time. Is he ready to be a backup in the offense? Does he know what he's doing? Or is it Tyson Bajan because he operates a little cleaner right now? But again, you have only played him a little bit, so is he ready to 
that's the mm. issue with this. Yeah. And I guess yeah. I guess if you're keeping Peterman, then I oh well, we're keeping Pe- I get I, mean, I don't know. I I'll that touchdown throw that Peterman threw was nice. Hey, he did throw the bitch on the rope, bro. But I would have liked to seen. I would have liked to seen Bajan make that. Throw. I mean, put it this way: John Gruden, John Gruden loved him some Nathan Peterman. Loved mm. him some Nathan Peterman. And even then, Mike Glennon and others always were ahead of Peterman on that Raiders match. Yeah. yeah, it's just, and I'm not, I'm not trying to take a paycheck from a guy, but it, like, it's just, hey, Peterman, you're not it. You're not him. So yeah, let's you just know that. Shit, that's the problem. <laughs> but at the point we're at now, like, yeah, DJ like Walker ain't it. We're we're all so I, I had a, one of my guys that works there, man. He, one my guy, he he played college football. He was I always fuck with him. He was the impact player on uh, NIU back in the day. It's fucking hilarious. But uh <laughs> he was like, man, he said, uh, yeah, he said it's a lot of it's a lot of hype for a backup quarterback. I was like, man, listen, I said, from, from where we're coming from as fans, okay, it's not about him being the next coming of anything. It's the fact that for fucking years, we've been asking for a young guy just to be in the pipeline, yeah. just, to, just to come <laughs> in, to, to, to throw balls, man, I don't, to make it longer in a damn training camp because we, we'll cut everybody and just have Mike Glennon as your backup, you know? Yeah. I just and love for him. For him to come in and actually look decent for fucking years, for <laughs> years, and we I finally mean, we, got I mean, a we've guy. We talked about it here on the bar room. Whenever we get into that last day of the draft, it seems like we're always saying, "Okay, what quarterbacks are left?" You know, who can we go? Whether it was Aaron Gordon who went to Seattle and never played, or you know, there's always. I mean, let's let's talk DTR. About- we talked about him here on the on the tailgate show. I mean, look what he's my, doing in Cleveland. My dog. Like, <laughs> apparently he's friends with Aaron Rodgers, so that's I mean well, that's that's an issue, you know. I mean, but let's, his, and this is his... for just the people that are like, because I know Packers fans are giving it, Bears fans hell, and everybody else, but nobody's, and I'm sure there are, there are a few that, and I think a lot of people are trolling about Tyson Bage and like Stardom and QB two, but the reality is, I don't even think that, at least I'm not. I don't know where you all stand. I'm not trying to tell you that he's even remotely like some star or that he's a diamond in the rough. I just, think, I just think he's intriguing. I exactly. mean, like, if we're just talking about quarterbacks, like Aiden O'Connell's looked phenomenal. DTR, Amazing. DTR, he was in our backyard yeah. at Purdue. <laughs> D- DTR looks phenomenal. So, I mean, I'm not – that's what I'm saying. Like, that, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Bajan's not even there. That's not what I'm saying, but – it's just to to KV's point, and I loved it. Like for fucking years, the Bears have just been trying to find a quarterback that looks competent as a backup. Because whether we like it or not, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I hope Justin Fields is healthy for the rest of his career, but he's yet to be able to finish a season. And this is not even just a Fields thing. When you've had other quarterbacks, they seldom finish a season in Chicago. And outside of Josh McCown which is the only one I could think of where he was a backup and came in and it looked okay. It was actually pretty magical when he came in. Most of the time, he should start over Cutler. Yeah. (laughs) Most of the time the backup comes in in Chicago and they've just always been like, who is this dude? And God, it looks awful. We can't even operate. Like that's all you. And that was what the, that's why I said in some ways when it's bad and you look average, Bajant looking average, Walker looking bad. That's was the reason for the overreaction. Cause you're like, I mean, I didn't even get into this earlier, but the whole thing with Bajan is that everything, for the most part, looked good. Like, the one that was my favorite, and I don't mean to, dis- to besmirch Justin Fields. I actually think Fields could probably run 
that halfback screen okay. But the halfback screen that he ran to Roshan was perfect. It was <laughs> And like, like I said, I'm not trying to dog on fields, but like, if there's an issue with his game, it's been the short game, quick game screens, throwing him too low. Fine. We've won with that. <laughs> and and Bajan's over here just doing a half screen where he drew the defenders in. Look, he's over here looking off and then just backs up a little bit, dips it over. Like, it, it just thing, it looked like a professional quarterback. And that's where that 2000 pass attempts matters. And he said it in the presser after. He's like, well, you know, I've played a lot of football. I've been playing quarterback since I was six years old. Fucking daddy. I've seen I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, a lot of football. Like, that's basically what he's saying. I've seen different coverage structures. I've seen different blitzes. I've had to set protections for a while. Like, I've had to – and especially I – mean, he was a starter at Shepard. He came in as a starter as a freshman. Somebody was asking earlier, like, did he play more than four seasons? No, he played four seasons, but it was five because they had the COVID year they weren't playing. No, okay, okay. But he did – I mean – they put when you're talking about these small school programs, when you're the best athlete or the best player, they just kind of put the ball on your shoulders and go, all right, do it, do it. Hey Tyson, go just just make plays. And I mean, I know people probably don't remember, but we had that uh Henry something receiver that was an undrafted free agent last year that people loved. And he was a D2 receiver that looked like he was balling. That is what Bajant was. And I'm not telling you Zayden O'Connell or DTR, but when you saw him come in and he looks like a professional just doing the job. He's reading out the plays. He's getting the ball out quickly. He's getting to the back of his drop. He's trying to climb the pocket when he has to. He's finding opportunities to scramble. He's throwing screens correctly. And I actually think the thing that I was most impressed with, not that – and this is a this is a problem with the league today too, is I am absolutely a sucker for traits. That's why you hear me positive on Anthony Richardson, Josh Allen, while I would take all the – Herbert, things of that sort. So I think one of the things I always thought about Bajent, and not that I was doing such a deep dive on him during draft season, but I knew about him, did a little bit of research on the kid. I always thought that his arm was okay. It was good, not great. And I don't even know if I'm ready to class it as like all-star, but I thought that the ball popped off of his hand pretty well yesterday. He had one snap where I thought like, oh, you got to put a little more zip on that. But at no point did, I mean, he, he banged that dig route hard on that third down and like 12 after the sack. Yeah, he and did. There, was, there was a slant. <laughs> A dragging concept. It was towards the goal line a couple of plays before he ran it in, where they had the the flat and then they had the slant, and he had to bang the slant quick to get it going, and he hit it right on time. So I was impressed too with his arm talent, his arm strength, his velocity. Well, the, the uh, chat is seeming to get a little uh, <laughs> Are we dwelling over on our quarterback talk, uh, so we'll we'll move on. Um, Roshan Johnson. Jordan, you talked about the guy. You waxed poetically about him in our pre-draft shows uh, and I believe in the post-draft shows. I believe he may have been your favorite draft pick of ours this year. (laughs) And now this guy, I mean, he's – I love the way he runs the football. He's a Marshawn Lynch type, run through a motherfucker's face. Nobody's going to want to take that over and 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 over again. If y'all haven't seen that interview, you go got a look message, JC? Yeah, run through a motherfucker's face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite shit, and that's how he runs the ball. He's he's coming at you. You better figure out what to do. And I mean, I know we talked a long time about about QB two or, or whatever, but he looked better than Deontay Foreman yesterday. He's looked better than any other running back, uh, other than maybe Herbert. I think Herbert may have that. Number one spot taken, but 
you give me Roshan in the goal line, how many times did we watch last year? We get down to the 10. We couldn't get – we just couldn't punch it in. I will follow Roshan Johnson's pads all the way into the fucking end zone every day. I love the way the kid runs. Jordan, you were on him before me, and I'm glad that I got you on my show so I was able to see it. I love this kid. I mean, I'm talking – I might get a jersey. I don't know. I love this kid, you know. <laughs> You should. <laughs> C-Dub, I know you love your running backs. What do you think about Roshan? Absolutely love what I've been seeing from the guy. Such an off-south runner as well. You know, he's not one of these guys that's always, you know, sort of goes to the, to the sidelines and, you know, where you really want him to get forward and get that yardage. And, yeah, I mean, I really like how he gets his uh, pad level down when he comes into contact. See, it never seems to be like a running back where you see him landing on his back. He always seems to be, you know, falling forward and taking tacklers with him. Uh, and I think his pass protection has been quite good as well, which has been a bit of a worry, you know, for the Bears, really. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it all seems positive. I mean, I don't think we're just going to have one running back, you know, playing a three-down running back type. I think they're going to rotate the guys in a lot. But I think, I think really, the running back room is one of our strongest units, I think. You know, the depth of it, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know how many they're going to carry. If they're going to carry four to five guys. But, um, yeah, I've been very impressed with the guy, man. It doesn't seem to be too big for him, the game, even though I have heard that. You know, the speed of the game and, and also, you know, learning in the offense has, has been, you know, complex for him, which is stuff you're on to admit, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, really happy with the guy, man, so far. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about the running back room as a whole because when these free agents started becoming available, guys like Dalvin Cook, uh, guys like Zeke Elliott, um, Kareem Hunt, uh, people I saw people as soon as Jordan Taylor wasn't happy, they were like, Let's trade for this guy. So, a lot of Bears fans were trying to upgrade that room. But what we've seen, and it's just preseason, let's be honest. But what we've seen out of this room, we can see why Ryan Poles was like, No, I'm happy with what we got. I, I like who we have in our room. This is one of the most <laughs> solid rooms in our locker room from top to bottom. Um, to where it's going to be difficult to make cuts. I mean, Burns is probably cut because he fumbled, but it's going to be difficult for them to make cuts to finish up this 53-man roster. KB, you love your running backs too, man. Tell me about tell me what you think of Roshan Johnson, man. Let's just let's just go on a little so, little love for it. So y'all y'all understand, bro. Uh I, I remember very vividly. I was I was moving around that day, right? Trying to follow the draft as best as I could from my phone, you know, get the little updates, get, you know what I'm saying, the Bears on the clock. I seen, uh, I, I think we had draft Tyreek Stevenson and then uh, somebody else came after that. Uh, the the D-line that came. I'm like, okay. All right, that's fine. You know, they're running the roll around whenever it does. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And then I remember looking down at my phone. And I see Roshan Johnson's name pop up. And I fucking flipped the fuck out in the car. Oh my god, it's fucking exciting. This is one of the greatest things I've seen. So I can't remember who's in the car with me. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What, what are you doing? I said, bro, we just drafted Roshan Johnson. And they looked at me like, so what 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 the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you what are you so happy about, man? I'm I'm giddy because this is somebody I've taken in many of draft, okay? Yeah. I was hyped that we got Roshan Johnson because I sat there and said it to, to myself. 
after Bijan, yeah, you do get you you get Jamar Gibbs. He's he's a little speedster out of Alabama, whatever. But I always felt that Roshan Johnson had the most untapped potential in this whole fucking draft because man just started playing running back. He's playing behind somebody that's uber talented. And even as he played behind him, he still got shine, bro. Like you see this man come in, and it's like, who broke who who broke the long run in the Texas game? Uh Bijan wasn't playing. Oh, that's because that's Roshan breaking 15 fucking tackles. It's not even 15 people out there playing defense. He's hitting referees, coaches that's coming <laughs> out trying to stop him. It don't matter. So I was excited to shit that we got him. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have the home run speed, but for whatever he he has he has game speed. And what I'm saying that the man has the potential to, to actually break runs off. Now you're gonna be in the field, you're gonna be, you know what I'm saying, playing against the, the ultra talented, I'm the fastest guys in the world, but he still had enough juice to take shit to the house in college. Uh I've I've compared him to AJ Dillon. I was a big AJ Dillon fan when he was coming out of Boston College. I hated that he wins fucking Packers. Oh my God. But he <laughs> has that draft well, man. That's just what they do. <laughs> he had he has that similar type of style. He's he's a he's a one cut, no nonsense back. He can block. They said he might be the best blocking running back on the fucking team already. That's said a lot. That's how you get in on third downs. Uh it's he has he has soft hands. That's another thing. And then the most the most freaking underrated part about this man is he played quarterback coming into the going to college, bro. Do, do you can you imagine this man being on a goal line and they throw a wildcat in and he throws a pass to Justin Fields? The internet will break. It'll fucking break because then it's gonna be just feels is a fucking wide receiver. He's not a quarterback, and you know it's gonna be a whole nother fucking monster yeah. for another thing. But I, I was excited about just the, just the untapped potential of Roshan Johnson. The the kid is he is a hell of a person. They were hyped about him as him being a fourth rounder. You know what I'm saying? When you get that much hype, and you're not you weren't even the bell cow back on your team, but you could have started anywhere else. In the, hey man. I'm I'm a fan. I was excited about the pick, but I know my boy Jordan can wax way more poetically than to the man about me. So yeah, you know I'm saying you you go ahead and steal the show, player. Do I mean that's why I, that's why I saved him for last, Jordan. Yes. I know this guy. Well, I'm gonna you know me. I always coming from a different perspective. So trust me, you all people in the chat. I'm gonna turn it positive. I have more love for Roshan, and I will continue to say that. Not that people don't love Roshan, but I was joking in the beginning that everybody's a Roshan fan now and. I'm still gonna say I first on the trade. Like I was talking about this, I was at all all love and respect. He was taking the tickets. All <laughs> love and respect to my guy Robert Schmitz on Twitter. But like I was back in December telling that dude about Roshan, and Robert was like, "I don't really see it, with Roshan." I, I was like, coached him up, like, "Oh, let me show you." So this is this Roshan love is something that goes well before he was even a draft pick. So I'm very happy that he's on the Bears. I have plenty of good things to say, but I always like to start negative and then we'll turn it positive. I'm not underwhelmed with his play. But – and that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to parse it out because I actually think a lot of where I'm unhappy with Roshan's play is probably more of an effect of them putting him behind – I call them neighbor kids, like the kids that you play with in the, in the neighborhood. That's who's blocking for him. He's yeah. playing with XFL talent right now, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, if this is the guy that you value and you're such – oh, we're so happy to get him. I get it. Like, Rook, you got to earn your keep. But he's – he needs to be given a better opportunity. And I don't think, and like some of it too, is that they're doing 
I get it's vanilla offense, but like how many crack tosses are we going to run? Can you run power with this dude? Can you run trap with this dude? Can you run counter? Can you run, can you run at you duo with, with, with Roshan? Like let him pound the ball North and South. And they do sometimes to Chris's point, but they're also hand him the ball. Like he's like, he should be doing, you know, alleyway crack tosses and sweeps. And it's like, that's not really his game. Like he's Tariq Cohen. Yeah. That's not really his game. So, there's a lot of the issues I have with it, and I don't really think they're him, but I'm a little – I will say I'm a little underwhelmed because I know as a – and it's tough love. As somebody who loves Roshan, I know that there's more there, and you're not seeing it right now, and that's frustrating to me. Okay, that's the end of the bad. So now we get to the good. The good is – and I, I see some people being so disrespectful to David Montgomery, and I'm like, that's not cool, man. David, David, right, David's right. a good player. That's why David's I just kind of ignored what they were saying in the chat. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, Dave they're is only doing it because Don's in there, and you know, yeah, I'm he... like Dave is a very good player, and he has a lot of similarities to Roshan. Roshan, the reason I love Roshan, Roshan is my type of back. I don't like small backs. I never have. I never will. I would if I had it. My if I was running a team, every back I'd have would be over six foot tall. He'd be at least two fifteen. Um, it's just the type of running backs I like. Us five foot kings don't appreciate. Yeah, that. sorry. <laughs> it's just bad, not- man, I couldn't make I couldn't make the cut. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was I a Ryan I Matthews fan. I was a Derrick Henry fan. Like, I like. I and it's not that you like Jonathan Taylor's not six foot. You can be close, but I'm just again. It's everybody has an archetype, and that's okay, what I, I love. I still would have made it. We're yeah, good. I love. <laughs> I love Roshan. I love how north and south he is. My favorite part about him that because we just talked about they're not giving him the best looks, the best opportunities. The best part about Roshan, and this is not just because of right now. This will happen all throughout the season. He is consistently fantastic at producing more than what the offensive line blocks for him for. So if it's a run that should be blocked up for three yards, he's somehow getting you five. Some of those plays, the line's blocking for TFL yardage. I had put that on Twitter. Like, hey, it's any other running backs getting tackled behind the line here because the offensive line is just such shit. And somehow he always finds a way to get three or four out of it. Those guys are valuable. That is kind of that A.J. Dillon. Like, and, and, you know, here's the thing, too. A lot of people shit on Zeke. Zeke Elliott right now is who that guy is. Zeke is a guy that if you hand the ball to, he'll get you three to four. He's never going to get you 12. He's never going to get you 15. He's never going to get you 30. But he'll always find a way to fall forward and get you a couple yards. And that alone is a benefit of Roshan. And then you add into the fact that he catches the ball exceptionally well. He's a great leader from all, all intents and purposes. He blocks well. And then you talk about just the running style. And his, I guess I'd like, I, one of the complaints I had about Roshan coming out is I felt like he took unnecessary punishment. And I dig it because, like, I like, we talked about Scotty, and I'm just joking with Scotty, but like, I like players that like to hit, I like contact. Yeah. So, I have no doubt. I mean, I can't relate. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I have no doubt in my mind that Roshan probably likes to run through people's face. But I'm just like, at some point, man, you don't have to throw a shoulder at everybody. Like, introduce a juke move. Introduce a spin. Introduce something to to try to get away other than I just want to run you over and then I'm going to fall forward for another three yards. And that's great. Mm -hmm. I'm not denying that. But I would like to see him introduce different facets of his game. And I think that it's only two games and it's only, I don't even think he's been given a lot of great opportunities, as I've said. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up showing a side that everybody loves him now. I'm like, wait till you see him when he gets confidence and he has opportunities behind the starting offensive line. And they actually start running what they should be running with him. And it's not preseason where they're forced to be running these vanilla plays. 
I think everybody's going to, if you think you're in love now, you're going to be in adoration of Roshan. And I mean, I see Rob Robbie talking about RB1. I I love Khalil Herbert. I was a big Khalil Herbert fan when he got, came out. I was excited about that pick too. To me, I don't, I would have had Roshan as RB1. He's got to earn it, but I, he'd be my starter in Green Bay before he even played a game just because I knew the player he is. And I think you're seeing it now and I'd probably still make him the starter. And I know that that sounds really lofty. The one other negative that KB talked about is Roshan, and I you I like the AJ Dillon comp. I've not thought about that. The comparison I've had, and I have a Twitter uh, Twitter thread about it, but um, I called him Ben Tate physically. Uh, I don't know if people remember Ben Tate. Oh yeah, yeah, played for the uh, Texans. Yeah, mosh, just just mashing dudes. And then I call him Demarco Murray, um, and Demarco Murray has a little bit more long speed. I mean, no doubt about yeah. it, ninety yard runs, but. Do, as much as DeMarco had those super long 90-yard runs, that was more of the exception than the rule. And what would often happen with DeMarco, and I called it, Tajay Spears is another I call this, they're great doubles hitters. They're never going to break at 80, 90 yards. But they can routinely pull off 60 yards, 55-yard runs. They'll consist of 35s, no problem, like – they the top end of what they have to offer you are doubles really explosive run plays but they're not necessarily going to take it to the house consistently um so if you're trying to hand it off to roshan at the 10 don't expect him to somehow break a 90 yarder for you but from the 50 on in it's pretty reasonable i think it could be done and a lot of it too is what is blocked for him and i mean you've seen it where and he doesn't go down that's a beautiful thing too in the titans game it was obviously the run that everybody talks about. He broke like four tackles on a power play. What, what do you know when you're not – I think it was a power. I don't think they tossed it to him. What do you know when you hand the ball off to his belly and you just tell him to go north, he'll, he'll do it for you. He broke like four tackles, and he ended up stiff-arming the guy as he was going out. But outside of that, that was the last defender. So if he had an opportunity to somehow stay in bounds, he's gone. Nobody's catching him. So he has that ability. I think that he'll be really great. I would put him at his RB1, and here's the last thing I'll say about the reason for it. Is because as explosive as Khalil Herbert is, and maybe he does catch the ball better now, and maybe he's a better pass protector. But and and Bear, I see George here saying, "Is is Roshan any slower than Herbert?" I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's a little slower, but I don't. I wouldn't. It's, it's we're talking what's two or three percent here, George, and that's where I'm at. So to me, it's also just about like the style of play. I would much rather have Juice Herbert coming off the bench at 100% ready to bust a big run or catch a big screen. Even because, again, I, we don't absolutely know if his pass protection or catching is better. I'm just saying it is. We're just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was going to say, from from all, all word at, at camp, he he's the better of everybody. Okay. So, See, so let's say Khalil Herbert's completely fixed now. I just think Oh, that, Herbert, no. no oh. That, that motherfucker's trash. We've seen that in the first game, my bad. Oh, wait, who? Herbert, you, I don't know if y'all remember on the one pass play where uh, it feels dumped it off really quickly. Yeah, Herbert was the one that kind of went through for that cut block. My man still came yeah. through. Yeah, it ain't. So that's it ain't I'm fixed. just saying, like, but here's the thing. I'm just saying, let's just give Khalil Herbert like everything's fixed. He's he's a good pass protector now. He catches the ball well and he's explosive. On just principle alone, I think I'd rather have that guy come in as the change of pace back and light a defense on fire after Roshan's worn him down by just battering them for four or five plays. I mean, we've and, seen it. We've seen it in Tennessee where they'll, they'll pound mm -hmm. you into the dirt with, uh, with Henry and Henry will get his for sure, but they've always got a speed back behind him yep. to, 
to – I mean, they're doing it with uh, Tajay Spears, who you just sp- spoke about earlier. Uh, they're doing it with him now where, uh, okay, now you've been hit by Henry multiple times. Now try to catch this kid. <laughs> and this is all assuming that Khalil Herbert is equal pass protector and pass receiver to Roshan. We're assuming that. I do not know that. We need to see it. What I know for a fact right now is that Roshan does catch the ball well, does pass protect well, is willing as a blocker, and runs hard and does the the dirty work well. He falls forward. He finds a way to get more yards than what's blocked for on those run plays. That, to me, is a guy that I would rather roll into my offense with as my starting running back than the juice. And like I said, it's not a Khalil Herbert slander. Khalil's awesome, but it's just what happens if I do need to count on Khalil to pass block or to catch a to catch a ball. I know he caught the screen, took it the whole. I, that's that is Juice's ability. But to me, I'm just again, I could wax again and again and again and over 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 about Rocha. To me, it's I guess it was my favorite pick of the draft. Then he probably will be for a while. I he's my type of running back. Hey man, I, I just want to piggyback off what Jordan is saying because it just to break it down for terms folks to understand. Herbert is better in the position that he was in last year than trying mm-hmm. to sit there and say, let's have Herbert carry the load as a number one. I would more than likely, I, I say more than likely, I would, would love to have the thoroughbred, what what are them old big ass horses that, that used to be on the bug uh wise commercials, the 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 big Clydesdale. ass that, yeah. Uh Roshan Johnson is fucking Clydesdale, okay? Put him out there. You got your you got your Mustang and Herbert, okay? Let the Clydesdale do all the pulling. You, you need that big pop. You need those those big chunks of yards. Herbert comes in. That's why he was so good last year when it was David Montgomery doing the three to four yard runs, and Herbert was leading the leagues in yards per carry. So yeah, I, I'm definitely on draw with Jordan saying, bro. I, and Ro- one, Rojo probably would be my starter over Foreman. And one final one final thing about this too is that. I don't know how many people would, have, would watch Juice Herbert back at VT at Virginia Tech, but and he had Christian Derrissaw with him, which makes, helps a lot. But what Juice was fantastic at was basically they, he was great on the cutback. He was great on those zone those zone concepts. So that's why they like him in this offense, and he can do that. But I think to me that is kind of that's where it's the, the best of both worlds. Let's run because I don't even know how much the Bears want to do this. They did it last year, but I think it was more out of necessity. I would hope that they'd realize and butter their bread where it's necessary. They tried to run all the wide zone and things like that, and it was fine. It did okay. But the moment that they decided to pin and pull and start using Justin's legs, all of a sudden the the run game really took off. I mean, it took off even more than what it was already. So if they're willing to do that, Roshan is the perfect back to use for those power north-south at you concepts. And then when you bring in Herbert, you can butter your bread with all that counter and all that zone that you like. And all of a sudden you have a bursty back like Khalil Herbert that can find the cutback lane, can get the defense. They're worn down. They're, they're un- they think that all you're doing is running at them. And all of a sudden you stretch them out and Khalil Herbert's fresh and ready to go. And it's off to the races. I, I just think that that to me is what makes sense. But I, not much of what I believe is usually what happens with the Bears. Um, so we'll see what <laughs> Well, we we spent over an hour now talking about offensive players. I think it's time to give the other side of the ball a little bit of love. Um, 
Travis Gibson, did he even play? Because he did. I, I know he, he had did. pads on, but he didn't show out like he did in week one. Um, I saw uh, Bell out there in the second half, you know. And I'll be honest, like I said, I was recording it, but the second half to me was pretty boring. So, I, I mean, I didn't – I wasn't locked in, you know, as much as I probably should have been. But uh, uh, I'll just – we'll just go around the room and y'all tell me who stuck out to you on defense. Obviously, I'm going to take the layup. My guy Sanborn was out there making plays. Um, I mean, I bought his jersey last year, so I love the guy. They give him <laughs> – they give him some run at middle linebacker, and I mean he held his own. If he ends up being our Sam backer, I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, when when Edmonds comes back, and I mean if if Edmonds' injury is more serious than we thought, I think I think Sam Warren can do what he did last year and and hold his own in the middle of this defense. Uh, Chris, uh, is there anyone else that stuck out to you? <laughs> you can always piggyback off me if you don't have another name. <laughs> I mean. Um... I quite like the play of, of, of Bell, you know, the, the guy we got from, from the little college. He, he managed to get through to the backfield a few times. But, yeah, Sam Bourne, that, that was what I was going to be honest with. Like the first time I really sort of noticed him play. I know he played a few times last week. But, you know, I, I, he did make some really nice open field tackles. And you do see how he can sort of really sort of, you know, get the play, knows which way the play is going, get there and get the tackles. So he seems to read the game. Really quick, um, but yeah, I, I, I like Sam Bourne, mate. Not as much as you because I'm not going to buy his jersey, but uh, it did stand out. But it would just, it would, it's just it, like it, I'm, I'm a bit like you guys. I kept thinking at one point yesterday, like, why are you playing this game? Because you know what I mean? It like, I don't know, it just so I can't really put into words, which is quite bad because I'm on a podcast and he's supposed to talk about things, but it would have sort of like there was just no rhythm in the game, and but. It just, I don't know, it's really hard for me to sort of say, oh, yeah, that one player were great with the defense, really. Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. It was tough to really point to a play and say, okay, that was a dominant rep. Uh, mm. I understand what you're saying. And I, and I felt like we were playing a lot of loose zones, and it was really allowing uh, Gardner Minshew to kind of dink and dunk his way down the field on that first, uh, on that first drive. Um, and it's hard to – tail through preseason you know they're not uh they're not i mean i guess we don't blitz anyway but they're not dialing anything up or or doing much but um which kind of makes this question difficult but uh jordan who uh stuck out to you on our defensive side of the ball? I, I hope i don't steal kb's here but this one's like such a layup i'm shocked i even have the ability to pick him at this point but um to me it's tyreek stevenson oh and, okay okay and like okay i can <laughs> I, I, it's not even just about the missed interception because that hurts and everything. And, but like, you got to take the good with that, which is he was in position. He just needs to put his hands in the right place. But it's not even just about that. Like, I, I, I see George had said, like, he needs to play, stay inside the lines figurative, figuratively and literally. And I get that. But I mean, don't, don't mistake it for one bit if you don't think that the team, while they're not happy about the penalty and they'll tell him to clean it up, they love seeing him ragdoll a ball carrier. Because that is what this cover two defense is all about. It's about these nasty corners that are willing to tackle and hit and aren't afraid of anybody and playing that low curl to flat zone. So you add in that, yes, he's had a blown coverage in the first game, and I get all these things. But to be fair, when you talk about drafting a corner in the second round, it's high. I'm not saying it's not. And he's not playing nickel. Nickel's a lot harder, which is why you saw Kyler Gordon struggle, and he's just playing the boundary. 
he's done a good job playing over the top of his receiver and not giving up a lot of big plays. And he's been, like I said, I get it. Oh, he gave up a touchdown. Yeah, it's not pretty. But if he puts his hands in the right place, it's an interception or a deflection. Right. And he does need to clean that. But it's not like the kid is lost. Like, I was really high on Darius Rush. Really high on Darius Rush. And I still am. I watched Darius Fountain. I think it was Fountain. Give him a double move. And yeah. he was like, what are you doing, dog? Like, that's not – that's lost. That is like – what? It, that's rookie mistakes, and then we'll get through those. And Rush right? got hurt on that play, actually. Yeah, but I, and I haven't even really seen that from Stevenson. The biggest, I would have, too. The biggest bust – yeah. The biggest bust was the Tennessee one, and – it's not pretty. He needs to. He needs to be more aware of who's behind him. But the only way I could reasonably assume that that happens, if you're playing corner, is you are not looking back and tracking your guy because you think you've passed it off. There would be no other reason that you're looking at a guy covering him, and then you let him go behind you, and you're like, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to find where he's. I'm just going to free free roam. That wouldn't happen. It's because you are assuming you've passed the route off, and now you're playing your zone. Mm-hmm. You're reading the eyes of the quarterback. So. To me, I think, and, and uh, Bear, George saying that wasn't Stevenson's guy who's coming off the slot receiver. Um, so, I mean, yeah, to me, I, I think it's a situation where, to me, Tyree Stevenson has looked the part. He's probably been the most impressive rookie um, that we've seen. And like I said, I, I love Roshan, but I don't think he's been given the right opportunity. So, and I wasn't, I didn't hate the Stevenson pick, but I wasn't like super high on him. Like Cam Smith won a few picks earlier. That, it was funny. The, the the Bears actually had two players that I really would have preferred go a couple picks earlier in Keanu Benton and Cam Smith. But Stevenson's actually showed out, played well. I I have no doubt he'll probably get worked a bit this season, as all rookie corners do. Yeah. Especially but, with Jalen on the other side, you know, once he's playing. Yeah, but to me, that's what I'm saying. With if you would hope that Jaquan and Eddie are more in sync this year yeah. and are playing their too high defense and covering the asses of Stevenson and Jalen. And I'm not saying that Jalen or uh, Tyreek won't get worked a bit, but I actually think I would tell most fans to be surprised that they're going to think they're going to see Tyreek and he's not going to look like a rookie for the most part. He'll look the part he'll play in space. He'll play in, in role in, in, in space. He'll play in the hip pocket of the receivers. And so that was my player. I, I'm going to go to UKB, but I have to because I don't think you're going to give me the opportunity to throw a little bit of dirt on some of these defensive players. No. Um, I And I, I'm ready to take all the flame from you all and all in the chat. Um, I was not high on the Jervon Dexter pick when it happened. I still don't like the player. Like I just don't. Um, I mean, he had a really good play. Oh, well, part. He shot through let, the line uh, with the shit. I let KB play. talk about who he's going to talk about, and then we can talk about some of the issues on okay. this defense before we get out of here. I, I surely appreciate the shit out of y'all for not taking my dude, man, because I – When I say I, I sat there and I, I was at work, and as soon as 7 o'clock hit, we started getting calls. And I'm like, bro, the game. All day. Y'all ain't done shit all day. Now you want to cook a late dinner and light it on fire. Then the the guy, right, goddamn car kept us on fire because the battery burnt up. Like, bro, come on, man. (laughs) I was was there enough to see my boy Terrell Smith come off the edge and cause that that sack fumble, man. Listen, listen. You mean uh, Lewis? Yeah, I said Terrell Smith. My bad. Terrell Lewis, you know what I meant, man. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, I had this one saved up for you because hey, I had a feeling that's you what You know this, man. <laughs> I, I walked in the room. I'm like, oh, okay, I see 52 lined up. He come around that corner, hit that bend on that ass. Bow, bow down. I said, yes, that's what I'm talking about, baby. 
I like him. He needs to make a team. God damn it. He might not be no superstar, but if he can come off, he can give us five, six sacks. Man, I fucking love it. So I'm taking Terrell Lewis on this. I'm taking Terrell Lewis. I, I appreciate y'all not taking him because, like I said, I didn't necessarily get to watch everybody on defense except the one Javon Dexter play. And then the next play, everybody fired off the line slow as shit. And that damn Colts running back went straight up the middle. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> they had, they, they all had one good go in them, and that was it. <laughs> but uh, I, from my understanding, man, Lewis has been making plays all through the the camp. He's been making them at the, the joint practices. You know, it would I guess like for one day, the that entire defense just made the Colts life hell. And uh, he was a part of that. So I'm I'm excited about this kid, man. He 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 might be a, be a sneaky get, man. I'm 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 really happy to see what they what he does. And I he I know he's gonna make the roster. He absolutely has to. Yeah, kid is fucking phenomenal. I, I mean, uh, the biggest issue he had in LA was injuries. So the biggest yeah. thing you gotta do is just keep him healthy and maybe being a depth piece instead of uh, assuming he's gonna be a starter, forcing him into that starting role. He could just be a guy that comes in on passing downs. You got Yannick on one side and him on the other. I mean, sure. <laughs> look could, out. You ima- could you imagine getting somebody in third and long and then you line Yannick on one side, Terrell Lewis on one side, Demarcus Walker in the middle, and then add fucking put Machine Green in the middle? Straight NASCAR package. Y'all just go. They're not going to stop all of y'all. Yeah. I mean, you got to have the juggernaut on the field, though. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cuz is good on that, you know what I'm saying? He 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 gonna he gonna demand that double ten. You feel me? But <laughs> I know I know if I'm telling somebody, hey man, we need we need to get back there quick. I I you know what I'm saying? Them 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 four names come to my mind. It's like, all right, man, look, it's a third and long. Y'all need to sack the quarterback. Somebody gets them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and Jordan, I know you wanted to talk about uh, Dexter. I wasn't a fan of the pick either. I mean, I was like, I, maybe they see his athleticism and think he can turn that into something. Man. Um, but I was a bigger fan of the Pickens pick than I was the Dexter pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we spoke about it on the air here because, I mean, Kentucky played both of those teams last year, and I watched one of them do a lot and the other one not do a lot. So, in my eyes, it was obvious that, that was the better pick, but uh, Jordan, since you already touched on it a little, I'll let you go ahead and uh, speak yeah, on I, what you were going to speak on. Like everything. I said, flame me all you want. I see like people going like Dex had a few things to work on. He'll be a beast. I like I said, I have no reason to hope that a Chicago Bears player fails. We all root for the same jersey, the same color. He's already a selected player. He's here for four years unless they cut him. Obviously, that's not good for us either. That's that's the whole thing with like oh, cut Valus Jones. Why? You've already invested the pick. So, like, that's a different yeah, thing. So, to me, what's done is done, and I will root for the guy. But I just have to shoot from the hip and be honest about what I see. And I didn't like the pick then. I don't like it now. I think that some of it would probably be improved if they would stop. Now, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're trying to play Zach Pickens at the one tech to try to show him what it is to have to run defend in the NFL and to take up and eat up space and try to be more of a stalwart in the run defense game because that's not what he was at college. And maybe they're trying to put Dexter at three-tech to try to instill some pass rush acumen into his game because that's not really what he did in college. Maybe, maybe. But I just come from it like, why are you sitting here trying to shove square circles uh, or, excuse me, circles into square holes? doesn't make any sense. Dexter is a tree trunk. So put him at one-tech. 
and have him anchor down. And if he ends up swallowing up a runner or he ends up dent in the pocket, great. But putting him at three tech, you're not seeing juice. And I'm wondering if KB's talking about the same play that's going around. I see the Dexter like retweeted one of the guys on Twitter. You want me to give credit to the guy that got to the quarterback on a design stunt, but didn't sack the quarterback. I was going to say, he ain't get him. Just, he ain't get him. <laughs> just got to the landmark, but then missed. And it wasn't Anthony Richardson. It was Gardner Minshew. So there's like no fucking reason. And to this whole point is I'm just tired of the fucking excuses with Dexter. It's getting, I'm sorry, you, you want you want Jordan on a heater now. Fuckers, I'm here. Because it's really fucking mad. You want to you you make fucking excuses for this guy, and I hope he's a good player. But from everything from, well, like, you know, he played so many snaps at Florida, and, like, he was just tired. Okay, maybe, maybe, but he's not playing all the snaps now. Um, well, he was playing gap and a half, and so he had to read and react. But I can show you 100 players playing gap and a half, and they don't take forever to get off the ball. You start Pop Warner, they literally tell you on D-line, look at the ball. Look at the ball. When the ball moves, you move. It, there's no excuse for why his, his get-off is slow. We are sitting here trying to go, oh, he's got some things to work on, and then he'll be a beast. The things you are asking the player that you took in the second round to work on are fundamentals that are taught at the earliest levels of football. We haven't even graduated to his pass rush acumen. We haven't even graduated to teaching him new pass rush moves. We are talking about pad level and get off. That's who you spent your second round pick on. And you want me to clap it up and go, that's a great selection. And man, he's going to be awesome. I just don't see it. It, it frustrates me. Um, I was a Zach Pickens fan. I liked the, the selection. think he's being misused. I would maybe feel a little different if Dexter were at the one and Pickens were at the three. But right now what I'm seeing is I see a guy that, yes, all the potential is there. He's super strong. He's got to learn it all. I'm not denying any of that. Just that that's not a player you take in the second round and then try to sell me like he's going to be an all-star when we're not even talking about D-line work. We're talking about football fundamentals work. The low man always wins. The one off the ball gets there the quickest. Look at the ball. Like These are things that are taught at the Pop Warner level. And you want me to be excited about what we're teaching the guy at the NFL level? And I see Swift here going, well, he's flying off the line last night. That's great. Doing what with it? Swift, go ahead and tell me that he he walked by Gardner Minshew and grabbed him at the jersey and let him go. That close, but no cigar. We don't count those. I'll give you an example. Zach Pickens had a stunt called last week, and he found that way to the stunt to a sack. Yeah. That's called finishing the play. Another fundamental thing that we're talking about at the Pop Warner level of football that Javon Dexter didn't do yesterday. And Dexter didn't play Pop Warner football. I, I get it. Then maybe we don't select that guy in the second round. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, here's a perfect example. And I know he went earlier, but he went five picks earlier. I think it was five. Trade up for that guy if you have to. I don't figure it out. Don't trade up for Tyreek. I don't know. You do what you got to do. I'm watching a D tackle, Keanu Benton, play for the Steelers, who looks the part, who looks like he's wrecking shit. That's what you select in the second round not Dexter and go, well, let's try to figure this one out. I hope that the coaches develop him to be an all-star. But right now, I have, I, like I said, come back at me when he's got 12 sacks and he's the best D-tackle in the game and he's Chris Jones, but he's not there yet. I was going to say, man, he's working work in progress, brother. The, <laughs> the, the, one, the one thing I'm going to say, man, we, we got we to gotta trust the process on that one. Like I said, I, I wasn't a big fan either. I know AC won. 
You know what I'm saying? And I I, I pass it to y'all because I know AC lives in the SEC, so he's watching them games. He 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 can tell you, hey, look, man, that pick is it. Or well, that pick ain't it. And when you hear that pick ain't it, god damn it. You know that goddamn <laughs> pick ain't it. So hey man, it's I'm I'm gonna look at it kind of like how we look at the the Richardson thing. The kid has all the size in the world, he's an athlete. At some point, you banking on talent possibly taking over. I, they, my cousin didn't even said it. The boy needs to be faster off the ball. He absolutely needs to be faster off the ball. If he can put it together, I'm, there's nothing in my mind that's saying that that kid won't be dominant. It, once, however the hell it happens, so he so puts that my, shit together. Here's my thing, KB. Richardson, we said he needs to work on a lot of the fundamentals too. Yes, 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 yes. But even he at times, Anthony Richardson for Swift and others in the chat that weren't here earlier, Anthony Richardson even finds a way to throw a 10 out of 10 ball every once in a while. Like, oh, wow, that was pretty special. There's like, that's that's a little bit advanced. That was some technique there. I, I, I don't have all of Javon Dexter's Florida tape up right now. Forgive me. Has there been, and Swift hit me up with it on Twitter, whatever, anybody that wants to. I cannot think of all the time from my scouting of Dexter to even in the NFL right now. One flash play where he's wrecked yeah. shop with like, like this? we're talking like either pancake the dude or hit him with a swim move or yeah. sat there and ripped or like there's none of it. That, and that's that's where that's where these practices and shit is coming in handy because you had a practice at the joint where they said Javon Dexter was fucking the coast starting lineup up. I hope and, I'd love to. I mean, it would be nice to see that, but yeah, I mean, like, and that's, that's why I was just is, like that first play. I'm like, all right, man, you know, they they said that the, the Bears been beating nigga ass all week. Let's see it. And then he came through one touch. Yeah, he missed. Y'all, he whiffed. Oh, he whiffed. But, but it's like you see him shoot through, and it's like for, that's that's what we need all the fucking time, dog. Whatever you was doing on that play, do that shit. From now on, that's how you drive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that I don't we don't care about nobody else on the defensive line, but that's how you fucking drive. Yeah. So no question about his athleticism, no question about what the talent is. It's about piecing it together. Exactly. That's all. You I like I see like, going. You've never seen him do a rip move. I, let me clarify. And again, please feel free. Light, light me on fire with this. But uh, a rip move, a swim move to success, meaning the Facts. rip led to like total domination of a rep, and he's just swallowing up a quarterback, and it's yeah. like, damn, that was a. So, because this is what I'm talking about, and I'll, I'll get off my high horse in just a second here. I'm looking for examples of when the player, it doesn't have to be consistent, because that's the Anthony Richardson thing. It's not consistent. But are there reps where it looked good from start to finish? He got off the ball quick. He had a rush plan, so he enacted it. The rush plan worked. Then he showed enough athleticism to get to the quarterback. Then he had a solid wrap-up tackle. Or maybe he stripped a fumble. And, like, where is a complete rep because that I think is what I'm missing. Like that 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 uh, that stunt rep yesterday was awesome. He showed good athletic ability, showed the ability to get to Gardner Minshew. But there's always just this one thing where like, what are we missing, my guy? Like, finish the play, wrap him up. There's yeah, like I'm saying, I, I think even if you play to I play him a week one for what it's worth. When you've already invested it, you got to get some returns on it. Like I said, I think in many ways I'd be more interested in seeing him. Let him play what he's naturally good at for now. Like it's the Anthony Richardson thing. That's the Anthony Richardson thing. Let him run the ball and learn how to be a passer. Put Javon Dexter in the game to spell Cuzzo and Andrew Billings mm -hmm. and say, be the tree trunk, 
stop the run. Don't let anybody move you off the ball. And then all that practice reps is when we're going to build those fundamentals, those pass rush moves, your, your hand warfare, all of that stuff. And then we can talk about maybe trying you at some three tech. But right yeah. now, this whole idea of like you're going to be three tech and we're going to expect plays, nah. I just don't see it with the kid. No, nah, he to me he he's he's your one tech back up to Andrew uh, Pickens is your is your back up to Justin Jones. That that's that's how it should be. Like I said, hopefully what they're doing is that hey, we're going to put you here. We're going to say we need you to do this, and maybe it's the same thing for Dexter. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a call to say we need you to fire off the line faster. You're a three tech. You got to use some of these pass rushing moves. You gotta you gotta push the pocket. So, I hey man, you, you, you learn how you learn. You know what I'm saying? Everybody fuck different. You feel me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, fellas. I just I had to because like I I I hope you understand. I will always promote what I like, what I see. I'm just, but I'm not going to give flowers to people that I don't think deserve them. Like, I'm just mm. not doing it. And I think that it has just been a lot of excuses made. A yeah. lot of he and Han about. Yeah, and, and, and you get that a lot from a fan base. I mean, a fan of fanatics, you know, we're, we're, we love our team and we're going to give them every. I mean, look how long we've let Bayless Jones fail. Yeah, I mean, we're going to give them every chance to succeed, and if they fail, they fail. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, someone brought up uh, the Florida versus Kentucky. Dexter had three tackles, half a sack, and an interception. Uh, so they saw the athleticism, um, but, I mean, I didn't see the dominance, which uh, Will Levis didn't play in the game against South Carolina. He was injured, but the very first play – Kentucky, for some reason, decided to try and go in the bag and do a double reverse, and Pickens blew it up immediately and caused a fumble. They got the ball in like the 10-yard line. I was there. I watched it. So, uh, I mean, when you talk about these two guys, you just – but anyway, um, Chris, unless you have something else to say, I I hear someone mowing the lawn, so I'm getting the adult (laughs) peer pressure over here. Um, and I've got to try and close this thing up unless unless there's something else uh, we can try and get out of here. And uh... There's one, one more thing. Just, just one glaring thing, all right? For fucking once, somebody has shut Shady the fucking McCoy up. Oh, my God. If nobody has seen the clip, okay, to have a Packers wide receiver Sit there and speak on a fucking topic that we have all been saying looking at the TV since this motherfucker has got on this show. Oh my god. Huh. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, James Jones ain't he just gonna go rattle off some bullshit and then it's gonna be the end of it. Shady McCoy gonna come in, he's gonna say the same shit that he says every fucking show, and nobody's gonna go at his neck. Oh James Jones was a man after my own motherfucking heart. You hear me? I never thought I would. I would. I would high five the shit out of that man. I never thought I would high five a Packers fan. You feel me? <laughs> when that man, that man looked at him, and that, 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 my, of course, Shane McCoy always tries to throw out the stats. Oh, he 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 had a sixty yard passing game. James Jones looked that man in the face and said, "Who the fuck is he throwing to?" Yeah. My man, my man, 
had Hurts. I love Hurts. I, I said I wish we drafted Jalen Hurts. I really did. But there's no way in the hell that you sit there and say if you put one-to-one and called him even, that you say Justin Fields isn't a better overall athlete with a stronger arm than Jalen Hurts. There's no way. Absolutely no fucking way. And what James Jones was telling him that, like, yeah. dude, you're not understanding. I'm not saying that he's the better player right now. What I'm saying is he has the better arm talent. He makes the better throws. There's no throws that Jalen Hurts has ever made that you was like, damn, that was a hell of a fucking throw. But you can look on Justin Fields fucking tape. And then Shady McCoy looked at him and told him, oh, all his highlights is runs. But that tells me you don't, you box score watch. That's yeah. all it is. When you name Mooney and then say he got Mooney and Claypool, trust me, you don't watch anything, bro. Mooney yeah. was hurt. Claypool couldn't even get on the fucking field. Yeah, and he talked about uh, Fields not throwing game winners. Well, he's had some throws that should have been game winners, but our defense turned right around and let the other team drive right down, right down but, the field. So. And that's and that has always been the one argument that I wish somebody would bring up. Please tell I, I I wish I was on that pod, like on that on that fucking show or whatever the fuck it you want to call it. I love Joy Taylor. Everybody know, oh good God, I love some Joy Taylor. Anyway, <laughs> put me on the show, bro. I will go in, oh my I will be at McCoy's neck, bro. Because tell me where the fuck was the defense at when, when Justin Fields was scoring 29 points for five straight weeks. But the defense gave up 30. Please yeah. tell me where that was at, bro. Because yeah. and then, uh, the, the, the the one thing that, that James Jones threw out, and, I, and I'm going to let this in my fucking my rant or whatever fuck you want to call this, is when that man looked him in the face and said, put Jalen Hurts on last year's Chicago Bears. They don't win a fucking game. It blew my fucking mind. Blew my <laughs> mind, sir. Yeah. I said, this man this man over here spitting. I, hey, I turned the TV up. Let this man cook. You hear me? Yeah. A Packers fan? Yeah, I've seen the clip a few times. I've seen the clip a few times on Twitter, and and definitely he brings up some good points about the team. Uh, uh, Colin Cowherd's another one that does this, as well as Shady, when they say, "Well, Justin's five and 20. Well, it's not. It football is the it's, ultimate team sport. I mean, you not. can't. You can have Dan Marino and never win a Super Bowl. You, you know you. what I'm saying? But you can have Tom Brady a Above average quarterback, let's be honest. He didn't have the athleticism. He had good accuracy, but not great accuracy. But he had a great running game, a great defense, and probably the best coach of all time on his on his side. That's what helps you win football games. You know, I, I mean, you, you want to throw out his wins and losses as if he's a, a pitcher on the mound or something, and, he, and he's not. And even with pitchers, they get the wins and losses, and if they don't have a good defense behind them, sometimes it doesn't fucking matter. You know, when you got uh, Nico, Horno, Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson in the middle of the field behind you, you, you probably going to have some decent ERAs. You know what I'm saying? But uh, – yeah, I mean, if anybody else, like I said, I'm, I'm not only do I need to cut grass, I got ribs on the smoker right now. Oh, guys, I got to get them off in 15 minutes before they burn. Uh, so, <laughs> is anybody else, Jordan, did you want to touch on this quickly? Or, or I'll, just, I'll be very, very quick. I mean, people are going to have opinions. That's fine. I, the only thing I would say is, uh, I won't, I don't think Shady's necessarily well, well versed or well researched in what's going on in the league. And, some of these people just collect paychecks. That's fine, and he's allowed to entitle his own opinion. I thought James Jones was very respectful in trying to uh, properly take care of what people should realize about Justin Fields. I think I'm not even here to tell you Justin Fields is all star yet. We're going to see it this year. Not at all. Uh, this is this year is his to show it or not. 
But the one thing I will say very quickly with Jalen Hurts or Tua or even Josh Allen in some respect, these players didn't truly break out until they had it all around them. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, I don't think people remember that Tampa Bay playoff game. I really don't. And, like, I know he had Devonta Smith, but Devonta Smith was a rookie. As soon as he got A.J. Brown, it really took off. Second year in the offense, that was helpful. You had Tua, as soon as he got Tyree Kill and a competent offensive play caller, all of a sudden it, it takes off with him and Jalen Waddle and Tua there. I mean, again, even with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's the one that I, I know everybody wants to do with Jalen Hurts. I, I hate to tell Bears fans, they're not even remotely close to the Eagles. You don't have that offensive line. You're not even close to that offensive line. The offensive line is the biggest concern for me at the Bears right now. The one that makes the most sense to me is the Josh Allen one. And I'm not even telling you he's going to become Josh Allen. Just that Josh Allen, for those early times in his career, before he really had Stephon Diggs lift him out, he did a lot of the same things as Justin in the sense of showing flashes with his legs and showing occasional flashes with his arm. And there was some inaccuracy. There were some mechanical issues. But as soon as you saw – now, again, Brian Dable's a hell of an offensive play caller. There's a lot of – this. never going to be one-to-one. But as soon as Stephon Diggs got there – you started to see Josh Allen ascend and become more comfortable in the quarterback that he was. And that is the problem that I don't think LaShawn McCoy is doing a good job understanding when he wants to just slander or throw criticism at Justin Fields. And the very last thing I put it on Twitter last night, I said that this yesterday's game with the Colts was the exact example of Justin Fields worth to Chicago Bears football. Because that game yesterday was kind of like watching Justin Fields play with the Bears team last year, the offense. But without Justin Fields in the game, that was the Trevor Simeon show yesterday with Nathan Peterson. So, I mean, that's what it was. So, if you have no other things about Justin Fields, understand that he is the sole reason for the watchability of the Chicago Bears. Of one of the 32 NFL franchises, he was the single flag tentpole in the ground about why this team was even relevant was because of Justin Fields. Thank you. Yep, that's true. Uh, so we'll hit these shout outs and uh, I'll finish this off. Go ahead, KB. We'll go around the room. Oh, this one starting with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First thing a black man is one in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say that, but you go right in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but no, man, as always, man, shout out to the fans, man. We, you know, say we got like 60 some people in here with us vibing out, man. We appreciate y'all, even our, our one critic, as always. And I still don't get how you waking up this early just to get on a, another team's podcast, but whatever. Do you? Uh, and as always, as else, man, you know what I'm saying? That's a second to that, man. To get on here with you boys, man. You know, your boy always got to wake up and I become near late. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a color thing. You feel me? I'm playing. It's not. It's not. I'm playing all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but man, we, I, 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 this is my, this is my love. This is my therapy. I love doing this shit with y'all. I love being on here with y'all. I love watching the chat. It, People are in there. They always are going crazy, man. It's, it's, it's wild. Uh, shout out to the network, man. Shout out to uh, my boy Aldo. Very much so on the the men and, and doing better, man. We love to see it. It's the power father. We can't do this without him. Uh, my boy Jordan, man. I'm glad you got your ass up too, man. I know it was like <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Out there on the West Coast, you know what I'm saying? In a my hurricane boy, of all things, KB. Exactly. My boy, my boy be out there, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, Rain, sleet, or snow. Rain, sleet, or motherfucking snow. So, man, just love you, my boys, man. Love everybody in the chat, man. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Go ahead, Jordan. 
Fellas, always a joy. I, this is honestly, it's one of the always, uh, it's hard to get up. I'm not going to lie. Every time I'm like, do I really want to get up? But it's always a joy to be with you. And it makes it always worth it. This is uh, one of the best times of the week. And so I always love talking ball with you guys. And we're one week closer to meaningful football, to watching mm. the real deciding factor of whether Justin Fields is going to be the guy in Chicago and how this team unfolds. And even for players that I may be a little lower on, is Javon Dexter going to find his way to success? All these different players. Roshan going to be RB1. So, it's just always an, an enjoyable, fun time to have the conversation with you all. And for chat, thank you for tuning in. I know you could be anywhere. Um, even you, Don Burt, you could be, you know, listening to some god-awful Lions <laughs> podcast and hyping you guys up when Patrick, Mahomes is, up. That's why you come Patrick Mahomes is about to spank that ass. Like, I don't even understand why they put that as the first game, but it's okay. Nah. It's all right. So thank you, <laughs> chat, for being with us. I love and appreciate you all. You fellas love and appreciate you. And uh, bear down. Bear down. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, first shout-out to you boys. Best way to spend a Sunday afternoon is with you boys. And it's great to have Jordan back on the show. Every time Jordan's on, I always learn so much new things. So it's lovely to see you back, mate, and hope you're well. And, uh, yeah, like Jordan said, it's one week close. It's also one week closer for me when I get to America. So that's seven weeks now. So it's starting to get a bit close by, you know what I mean? So uh, but eight weeks to meet you guys. It's going to be brilliant. But, yeah, great show. Great, great to have Jordan back on. Shout out to everybody in the chat. And, uh, yeah, bear down, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on podcasts, please give us some stars, hopefully five. I mean, uh, it would be greatly appreciated to help us uh, grow the bar room and, and, and get the word out there that we're putting out some good content. If you subscribe to the page, um, you'll see, I, I saw quite a few Cubs fans in the, in the chat. I'm sure there's some White Sox fans hiding in there as well. Uh, so you get the cross town, you get the cross town cross talk. Um, one of those teams is a playoff team as of right now in the wild card hunt. The other team, you can't is, help uh, it, can you? I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, cross town cross talk, talk about some baseball. Uh, Vinny Parisi talks NHL. If you're a hockey fan, um dan and aldo come on every tuesday and shoot the shit which is always fun to watch i usually listen back on podcasts because they come on so daggone late and your boys got to work for a living so uh <laughs> there's that uh but uh yeah i mean shout out to you boys definitely thanks for coming on here preseason talk some ball uh jordan just like chris said i always learn something like i said i didn't know roshan johnson until you were like check this dude out and now Hey, everybody's on the Roshan Johnson train and, and it's rolling. Uh, but uh, definitely good to see you guys on this Sunday morning. Everybody in the chat, whether you're a fan or whether you're Don Burr, who's not really a fan, um, <laughs> if you slide us some money, maybe I'll put your comment on the screen once or twice. <laughs> I don't know. Super then, chat, motherfucker. Till then, it'll just be <laughs> uh, and you'll be left on red like you probably usually are when you're texting girls. I don't know. But, <laughs> 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 but uh until we'll, we'll come back next week and talk about the final preseason game until then we'll just leave everybody with a bear down bear down everybody <laughs>